Warning, this episode has details concerning murder and torture. Please take care while listening. Brenda, you smell weird. You smell weird, Brenda. There's, there's, Whatever you're making at home is coming here with you. Yeah. Thank you. The, <laughs> Karen, your titties stink. We can all smell your titties, Karen. That's why the kids don't give you any hugs. Yeah. Stinky tits. Wash your chest. Yeah. Wash your chest, Karen. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Bloody Podcast. I am your host, Maria Felix, along with Lori Roggenkamp and our resident guest, Cash of Demonic. Hello. Hi. Guys, today we're talking about Jessica Stanislawski and Valerie Parashumki. Who are, Ooh. yes. Those are names. This case is often referred to as the murder of Stacy Mitchell. In 2006, two women named Jessica Stanislawski and Valerie Parashumki were arrested after being found connected to Stacy's death, they became known as the Perth Wheelie Bin Killers. Perth is in Australia. Mm-hmm. Wheelie Bin? Mm-hmm. Best, trash gar- best garbage cans. Yeah, garbage cans. Oh. Yeah. Here's what happened. Stacy Mitchell was born in Dorset, United Kingdom in 1990. When she was 10 years old, her parents moved, sta- moved Stacy and her three siblings to Atwell, Western Australia. At the age of 16, Stacy started going through it, and she started fighting with her parents a lot. Yep, yep, that happened. Yeah. That's right around the time that I really started getting into it with my parents. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. same. 16's a rough age. Hey. (laughs) That's all I can do. I can't do Australian. I don't even know if they do A. I just assume that all uh, Australians, Irish, Scottish, Canadians, Canadians all say A. It's Canadians mostly. A Y E though, not E Y. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> on December seventh, two thousand and six, Stacy got into another argument with her parents, but this time she ran away. After she didn't return for several days. Her parents reported her missing on December 13th. So we're not really sure where Stacy was staying, but it was probably just couch surfing Mm -hmm. uh, with friends for a couple of days. Yeah. At that same time, in that time span of days, a friend introduced Stacy to 19-year-old Jessica and 18-year-old Valerie, a couple living in the nearby suburb of Laithlin, which is also within the city of Perth. Her friend warned Stacy that the women were a little eccentric. They like to live the, quote, goth lifestyle. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, so they're goths. All right. But they're harmless. I thought the friend was a little homophobic. Like, was like, oh, they're, they're you know. A little, they're, they're, quote, unquote, roommates. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Stacy? <laughs> they're... I'm doing the scissoring thing. Yeah, Nobody says that. They like to scissor. Having a good time. Having a couple of beers. Scissoring. Doing all thing. That's all I know about lesbian sex. They like to scissor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Harmless but homophobic. Okay. 
Here we go. Yeah, there's <laughs> harmless homophobes. <laughs> so, um, fun fact before we move on, but the legal age of consent in Western Australia is 16. That is bumped up to 18 if a relationship exists where one person is in a position of power over the other. So, oh. so if the relationship is between a teacher and a student, the student must be 18 instead of oh. 16. Stuff, stuff like that. Or, or like a boss. Like you can't, you can't consent oh. at 16 at that point. It like, it's like, it changes contextually. What a concept to have a law that changes based on context. Wouldn't that be nice if we lived in a, a country where context was a thing yeah. instead of just blanket statements? But Jessica and Valerie were just friends, really acquaintances, because they're mutual friends of a friend. They were just acquaintances of Stacy. And they happened to have a vacant room in their house. So a fun, cool, mature, 18 and 19, mature couple with a place to stay probably seemed like the ideal situation for Stacy, who was determined not to return home. Hmm. So Stacy moved into the empty room at the front of the house on December 14th. Her roommates were Jessica and Val and their friend, 27-year-old David Haynes, the son of the homeowner. Hmm. Oh. And I'm sure David was just like, <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Their music's weird, but, you know, they make out sometimes. And it's cool. <laughs> I'm Dave. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> I was born in Australia, but I talk like this. Yeah, yeah it's really confusing. David doesn't know who he is. I've made my choices. He says that, but he's trying to find himself. He's still trying to find himself. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy Mitchell didn't know her new roommates very well. It, after all, had only been a few days since she had met all of them. If she did, she might have thought twice about moving in. Jessica had an abusive childhood and had run away from home early as well. She began to self-harm at a young age, cutting herself. Hold on. I what was the flip with the sweater that you just did? I'm so sorry. It was okay. We can Let's go back to Perth. Yeah. The thing that I love about um, when you're younger is that, you know, there's like certain things that you view. Oh, this is what being an adult is. And it's like being on your own, having your own job, living by yourself. So if you find people who are doing that, you just automatically assume that they're like, the best versions of themselves. Right. Like yes. You're just like, this person has their shit together. Yes. Cause they right. live in a, a, ho a apartment by themselves. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I met, I met a group of people when I was young and they had a similar situation where like, Oh, they already had a house over in Temecula. Little did I know at that age or understand yeah. that it was rented, not mortgage. Right. And they would just sit around all day, not taking care of the kids and smoking weed. And drinking, and I was like, "This is what it's what it is to be an adult. <laughs> this yeah. these people are the coolest." And I hung out with them all summer, and then realized, like later, like way years later on, it's like, "Oh, those are really irresponsible adults mm -hmm. that are just skating by." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a similar situation where I had people who lived in our neighborhood, 
who I thought were like the height of cool. Yeah. And I was just like, and they, you know, he, he would do things like smoke meth and, and scale rooftops. <laughs> just like, he's eccentric. <laughs> yeah, but he's clearly got it together. I mean, he's yeah. out there thriving and, you know, he's like home every day. Yeah. Obviously, he ha- makes enough money to just be home every day. Like, that's the mindset, I feel like, when you're this, when you're a 16-year-old. You're this young yeah. and you don't understand the way that, that you know. When we would go to Taco Bell, he would order like 25 tacos for everyone. And I was like, this guy has money to yes. burn. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Wow, what a baller. Yeah. What a baller. Oh my God, that's I'm, brilliant. I remember my cousin, my cousin Dottie brought home, like when we were really young, he used to bring home like 30 cheeseburgers when he lit, when he worked at McDonald's. Yeah. And he would just bring home like 30 cheeseburgers for everybody to eat for Saturday. And I was like, that is like that he must get paid a lot of money oh my god that's a baller he he, i've never thought of anything so genius and to his credit to this day it is still the most efficient way to feed like a party of people oh dude it's brilliant it's brilliant it's brilliant yeah i did that at a job where i worked at an ice cream place you brought home ice ice cream oh i brought home okay so there was a summer where me and me and my buddy that's the dream yeah we all lived together and nobody had any money (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I remember we lived off pie and ice cream. Who brought the pie? I, they also sold pie there. <gasps> Place called House what? of Pies. Not House of Pies. That's House of Pies what? That's in the, LA. Yeah, what the fuck it was called? Okay, it's not called that. Whatever. They served pie and ice cream. I brought it home. Whenever we didn't want ice cream, we had pie. Whenever we didn't want pie, we had ice cream. <laughs> it was a Did you have pie a la mode? Oh, yeah. Did you have a microwave? Yep. Okay. If I could, if I could have seen your life when I was fourteen, I would have been like, "This, I'm gonna follow this guy to the end of the earth." Right. This guy has his shit together. Yes. I mean, yeah, I was just, I was playing in a band and working at an ice cream store. I great. mean, that is an adult. <laughs> that is an adult. <laughs> I I used to work at Knott's Berry Farm, and one time my brother and his friends came, and we didn't have like our parents never gave us like I mean they were well off but they would always give us like five dollars for food and we were like okay, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what do you what do you think that's very far it's 1972 yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so I worked when I worked at Knott's Berry Farm, I worked at the Bigfoot Broiler which is like a burger place and we would have all these excess hamburger meat hot dog meat french fries so i literally brought a duffel bag and filled it with loose hamburgers and loose hot dogs and french fries and handed it to my brother and him and his friends just walked around the park and ate loose hamburger meat and hot dogs for like 12 hours (laughs) wow wow yeah god it this is the youth of america yeah Yeah. it's all of us had such such rich cholesterol rich childhoods <laughs> yeah Jeez. it's no wonder now why we're all diabetic well, yeah, and yeah. Problems. yeah, yeah. <laughs> blood, high blood pressure it's like how's your heart not that good not great <laughs> i would eat loose meat out of a duffel bag <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't even remember where i was oh yeah we've gone like, way off topic <laughs> okay so i'm just gonna start again with jessica's background jessica had an abusive childhood and had run away from home early as well. I think that's where I was. Yes. She began, she began to self-harm and cutting herself at an early age. I remember saying that already too. Mm-hmm. And burning herself oh. with cigarettes to cope with her trauma. By 19, 
she had a are you eating <laughs> you are eating <laughs> guys this is a chaotic episode this is pure chaos guys Lori's eating a burrito a chorizo burrito which looks delicious her microphone's off and she, i thought i could hide it behind the microphone no. we saw you we saw you go into town <laughs> okay keep eating i have to get through jessica's background so by 19 years old jessica had already experienced homelessness prostitution and addiction to drugs yeah although her life had been difficult and she had undoubtedly had to make some tough decisions. Other friends said she got worse when she met Valerie. Oh, okay. So this is like a yes and to murder kind of thing. Mm. Yes and yes and you, indeed. Yeah. This, you know when you meet that perfect partner, you can either yes and yourself to a great life or to a bad life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they did that. Okay. All yeah. Right. Valerie is originally from Kosovo and is the eldest of four children. Her father was abusive and beat her mother and Valerie almost daily. At the age of 10, Valerie became obsessed with vampires and began showing strong tendencies towards sexual violence and torture. Oof. Like Jessica, she began cutting, but she took it a step further and began drinking her own blood to deepen her connection to vampires. Mm-mm, can't do that. She continued this into adulthood and would, along the way, convince friends of hers to allow her to drink their blood whenever possible. So this is a really awkward conversation to have with your friend, your friend Valerie. And she comes over and you guys are just supposed to work on a school project. <laughs> and then she starts talking about cutting herself and how you should... I'm going to cut you. Hmm? I'd like to cut you. I don't think that that's cool. <laughs> I, All right. Can we just work on the project? No, no, no. I'm real thirsty. Oh, yeah. I forgot I was, I forgot I was Australian. <laughs> I'm going to go. Outside. No, bleep. Stay. I'm going to have a couple, couple, Stay. couple no. of beers. And I, you sound have, like John Lennon. <laughs> my friends have a bag of meat. We're going to go eat it at the park. Um, you, you know, you are a bag of meat. I am. Fair, fair. Still got to go. I just need a little taste. <laughs> All right, John. Mr. Mr. John Lennon, I've got to say now, I'm going to go to the back. <laughs> Kick the ducks. All oh. right. There goes another friend. <laughs> Yesterday. There he goes. Uh, okay, back to the start. When she was 16, Valerie intervened when her father was beating her mother. I'm sure it wasn't the first time she intervened. It was just no. this time was a bigger, bigger to do. Her father turned his anger onto Valerie and came at her with a pair of scissors. But she knocked him down with a garden tool. A short while later, her parents got a divorce. That same year, Valerie got into a car accident. She was riding a bike in the car. I think a bus crashed into her, and she she did sustain some brain or some kind of head injury and possible frontal lobe damage. Then it's not clear when Valerie met Jessica, but 
from what I can gather from reports, it seems like they only met a couple of months before December, before December 2006, when they were already living together and Stacy had moved in. Uh, so, okay. Very quick, very quick descent. Mm-hmm. Once they were living together, it didn't take long for Valerie, Jessica, and David, don't forget about David. Don't forget about Dave. To decide that they hated Stacy. Hmm. They found her very annoying. Stacy was depressed and repeatedly talked about killing herself, which only annoyed the women more because they couldn't understand how somebody from a privileged lifestyle such as Stacy could want to kill themselves. Hmm. Yeah. Stacy had also taken to walking around the house in her underwear. At least that's what a couple of reports said. Another report says that Stacy had actually worn a bikini around the house, which seems much more likely. Because we're talking, I mean, who knows? What? Also, this is just stuff that, like, I feel like younger people have this, where it's like older people, it's just like, hey, let's sit and have a conversation. You know, like, let's talk about you being in the apartment the house and your conduct in the house and how we need things to change younger people are like no we'll just hatch a plan (laughs) to murder yeah (laughs) no it's irresponsible youth if i was a kid and i live with somebody i'd be like i gotta get out of this situation because i don't like this guy (laughs) and it's just weird i wouldn't be like that dude's gotta go and i'm gonna kill him (laughs) also like stacy is in the right here she's at her house yeah. She should be able to walk around in her underwear. Yeah, you're paying rent. You should be able yeah. to. That's why we get apartments to fucking walk around in our underwear pantsless and not to worry about it. God damn it. So this walking around in the underwear slash bikini, Jessica clocked this and got jealous. <laughs> she was afraid Stacy was trying to seduce Valerie. And Valerie felt the need to prove to, to, prove to her that Stacy meant nothing. And out of this madness, they hatched a plan to kill her. <laughs> Fucking A to B to Z. Jeez. Jesus Christ. It was like, it's literally, it's been within days of meeting her. Oh my God, that's a hell of a jump. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, it is plausible to go from meeting a teenager to wanting to kill them very shortly. Sure. Um, so I'm not saying that that's not <laughs> that's not a, a unrealistic thing. But what I find funny is that at no point where they just were like, let's just get rid. Let's just kick her out of the apartment. Yeah. 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 Well, they were like, we already have like she she's managed to put down a deposit. Yeah. They're just watching Nightmare Before Christmas constantly you know <laughs> listening to the house non-stop a little christian death sure and they're like skinny puppy the whole pits and they're like i'm so sick of her we just gotta go she's gotta go we let's kill her kill her yes goth style sacrifice her to good yes okay that was the conversation on saturday december 16th stacy spoke to her parents nine days after running away she promised to come home and asked them to pick her up at the train station on Monday. Then on Sunday, December 17th, David complained to his friends Valerie and Jessica that Stacy had made some, quote, 
distressing comments about his friends. We don't know what those comments are. It was probably Stacy being like, shut up, a fucking, your fucking friends are stubborn, a fucking carry guys. Or something very, very yeah. offhanded. Mm. Where he just probably was like, she's been talking shit about my friends. She said that, she said that Mark was annoying <laughs> and had a sharp voice. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't appreciate it either. <laughs> Mark. Oh, Mark. <laughs> so Valerie told him, Quote, no one should destroy your happiness and you kill anyone who does. <laughs> I mean, that's a bumper sticker if there ever was one, people. <laughs> she, she definitely got that from like four different bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her mind just kind of like usual suspected like four different bumper stickers and yeah. she's like, now this. Car- <laughs> Carpe diem. <laughs> Carpe diem. <laughs> And so Haynes responded, well, that that sounds like a good idea, but I can think of better people to kill than Stacy. Later that same day, David came back and he says he saw Valerie grinding up glass with a mortar and pestle. Jesus Christ. She said it was to put into Stacy's drinks a, quote, agonizing way to die. And David said, okay, but like an agonizing death might alert the neighbors. So then Valerie was like, and this is verbatim, don't worry. I will just bury her head in the ground to shut her up. <laughs> like an ostrich. This is it's a guy. It's Australia. Yeah, this is a guy who's just like, oh my, who just realized like, oh my God, I'm living with a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. you are. Because you are. Because they're 18 yeah. and 19. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, guys, what? No, she sucks, but like, we shouldn't kill her. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm just picturing Job from Arrested Development just constantly yes. saying, I made a horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah that's exactly what he's like he's just like uh he's just oh man okay uh like i'm trying to come at them from logic i'm trying to come at them from every angle and they're just not getting it can't be done <laughs> and so i'm just gonna get a lock on my room and yep. then i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> yeah essentially what he did God. they asked david if he wanted in on it and david was like no i'm okay and so then they said if you try to stop us, we'll kill you. Oh. And then David said, okay. And he went to his room. The women waited for Stacy to return that night. And when Stacy did get home, they invited her to drink with them. They also gave her a pill, which they told her it was ecstasy. But Jessica later told David that it was actually Rohypnol, mm. a roofie. Other reports say it was sleeping pills. Either way, it was definitely a depressant, yeah. not a student. By the early morning hours of Monday, December 18th, the women whispered to David to go to his room. So I guess David was probably came out after a while. Maybe he was like, oh, this is like they're going to kill her. They're just drinking. I'm going to go hang out too. I'm sure, yeah. he, I'm sure he just went to the kitchen for a couple of Hot Pockets. 
<laughs> maybe a fucking yes. Totino's pizza roll. Yeah. And he was just like, hey, what's going on out here? And he said, they were like, we're drinking, partying. And he was like, okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> I'm watching laundry. We're celebrating our friend Stacy. Cool. Cool. Didn't sound very welcoming. You should leave. Okay. That, that was the whisper. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he told him to leave, to go to his room, and turn up the music loud. Ugh. He obeyed, perhaps not really believing anything would happen. But a little while later, he heard one of them yell, Now, now, now! And Stacy cry out for help. Oh. Valerie hit Stacy. With a concrete slab she had taken from the backyard. She hit her in the head over and over again. Oh. David called out to her to his roommates during the beating and said he was having a panic attack and he had to get out. So Valerie handed him a t-shirt to use as a blindfold and a cell phone and told him to leave until they called him to say it was okay to come back. As David made his way out the front door, Stacy writhed on the floor, trying to get away. Oh, oh man. Oh. It just got really classy in here. After he left, they turned on Box St. John's Passion and continued the beating. Oh, uh, that's kind of worse. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, it was part of their goth lifestyle. Oh. It was like, oh, they were like, yeah. this is okay. poetic. Ugh. The concrete slab broke in Valerie's hands, but still she continued to beat Stacy with the pieces. Ugh. Jessica egged her on and then joined in by using her belt chain, which is it's just a dog chain, like a, you know, like a chain. Yeah. A wallet chain. To strangle the teenage girl. Stacy fought for her life for 45 minutes. Oh my god. Before succumbing to the attack. After it was over, they showed the bloody crime scene and mocked Stacy's British accent on a cell phone video. They did? Yeah. Okay. All right. You know. Australians should never mock anyone's accent. Never. Okay? I'm just going to throw that out there. And I'm also saying, UK shouldn't mock anyone's accent. The best accent is the in the world is... American. American. <laughs> but specifically, <laughs> Northern uh, New York. That is the best accent in the world. Northern if you New York? Yeah, if well, you like don't Buffalo? have that accent... What? Like Buffalo? Yeah, like uh, Syracuse. Oh, no. What's that accent? No. That's not even it's, an accent. Yeah. It's, it. it's kind of an accent sometimes, but only if you get mad. So if you're like, if you're, you're just talking and you're having an over conversation, and then if you get pissed off, you're like, and this guy over here. <laughs> Lori's dad has been waiting for her to say this for <laughs> six years now. <laughs> We've been doing this for for six years i've waited for this exact moment hey it's just a kawinky dink it's just a kawinky dink that my dad's from syracuse new york guys just lori walked in here today and she said (laughs) somehow some way i'm talking about the syracuse accent (laughs) and she is like right in call in 
do not let her get away with this injustice. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, it was like uh, Babe Ruth with the home run. I pointed to where I was going <laughs> and then I got there. So oh you're welcome. <laughs> can I, can I jump in for a moment and say, dying to a soundtrack sounds exponentially worse than dying. You know what I mean? I would agree. I agree in this case because she didn't get to pick. You're never gonna get to pick. You might no. get to pick. You might get to pick. You might. I get don't want to. I don't want to pick the song I'm gonna die to. I've written in the whole sketch about if you were the victim, you might get to pick your. You did. Song. You, you did. You did. You did write a sketch about that. You did write a sketch about that. What was the ultimate song that they sang was? I don't remember. It was uh, Chumba Wumba. I get knocked down, but it, I get back up again. It was it was Tub Thumper. Okay, back Thumper. to the murder. That's horrifying. After checking her pulse to make sure she was dead, the women made out over Stacy's bloody body. Oh, all right. Come on. Meanwhile, David walked around the neighborhood. He called at about one forty a.m. And asked if Stacy was dead. Valerie said she was, but it was too soon for him to come back and to give them a couple of hours to clean up the scene. Where am I supposed to go? Walk around. <laughs> walk around? Take a walk about. <laughs> Take a walk. <laughs> the couple then stuffed Stacy's body into a trash can, the wheelie bin. Oh, wheelie bin. And placed it in a shed in the backyard. David's cowardly ass returned at 3.20 a.m. After checking in again. Valerie on the phone had told him to come back. But that the police was still, quote, a bit messy. So David did return. He blindfolded himself before stepping into the house. And then walked back to his room. Oh my god. And at no point he went, did he go to the police or uh, no, what no. a chicken all shit. He yeah, did, he's such a chicken shit. All he did was take his Totino's pizza rolls out of the microwave that he put in there hours ago. <laughs> hours ago. They're rock hard. And he took them in his room and he ate them like a little bitch. And cold. <laughs> he ate them cold. Cold, which is the worst way to eat Totino's. Exactly. Yes. Coward couldn't even reheat them up. I hate everyone in this case so far. Except for yeah. yeah. You know, and- I, I will say this. I don't I look. I'm sure that Stacy was annoying, but all of them are annoying. I don't think any one of them deserves to die. The other three uh, are more annoying. Than oh Stacey. yeah, like Stacy's not a. She's a. She's a normal sixteen year old. Obviously, she's normal. Going like, through some shit. Going through some stuff. But the other two, it's like you think you're vampires. You think yeah. you're the shit because you your dad has a house that he lets you live in for free, and then your stupid like loser friends stay there. Like you're not. You're not shit. You ain't shit. I'm sorry. I'm getting so mad. Yeah, you're not tough. Yeah. You're drinking each other's gross ass blood. Nasty. Exactly. Where are you even getting roofies? Yeah. Where are you getting roofies? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I you know, really hate this age they, they don't have any other friends because all their other friends are like, no, they always want to drink our blood. Yeah. It's super weird. We don't want to hang out with them. So they just depend on themselves. They're super obsessed with each other. They're very insecure in their relationship, obviously, because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, she's trying to sleep with you. And then they kill her. Like, what? Just that's like, it's like gothic 
Vanderpump Rules. Guys, Maria Maria walked in here today (laughs) and she said somehow I'm going to talk about Vanderpump Rules. She pointed to the rose. Don't call in, write in. Don't let her get away with this. These women are like Kristen and Stassi. Stop it. Oh my God. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? Yes. They are the they are the the wannabe vampire Kristen and Stassi. Lori and St- Stacy is Sheena. Yes, yes. Lori, yes. Drunk. Sheena didn't do anything. She's wrong. drunk. She doesn't know what's going on. Okay. I am not drunk. I've only had seven beers. All right. <laughs> seven, seven beers. As she holds her chalice. <laughs> A couple of days later, the three of them, David, Valerie, and Jessica, went to a local hardware store and bought a chainsaw. And spades. Oh my god! And got ready to dismember the body. They didn't know exactly what they were going to do. They had no idea. They were just like, "We're gonna make a shopping list and see what happens." <laughs> and they bought like they went down the "you just committed a murder" aisle. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they bought yeah. so many things that were specific. It's very specific. To murders, chainsaw, spades, yeah. lime. These, plastic sheeting. These idiots probably just watched fucking Evil Dead and fucking Army of Darkness and they were like, we'll just do that. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah, really stupid. Same with style. <laughs> but police were already investigating the missing persons report filed for Stacey that was filed December 13th, especially now that she was supposed to come home on Monday and had talked to her parents and now she hadn't returned. Mm-hmm. Plus, the body was just in a trash can. So the neighbors were complaining about a smell around the house. Ugh, and that smell will travel. Yes. Oh, it's a distinct smell. Yeah. I mean, that's why you like have to like. Lock. That's why people always say you have to like put lime on it or something because it you it, people know it when they smell it. What's What's even What's even dumber is that they probably learned that like you know at night one or whatever. But they're so lazy and so inept and stupid. That it took them three more days to go to the hardware store. Because they're like, oh, we'll go tomorrow. Like, whatever. Yeah. You can't even smell it. I don't smell it. Do you smell it? There was a monk marathon on USA. So yeah. <laughs> I had a question in my head. Um, the video that they made, is that around? No. Okay. It's not posted. Thank God, because yeah. it really shouldn't be. Yeah. And if, if it is, I don't want to. Uh, no, no, send no, it our no, way because no, 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 I don't. No. I didn't. I didn't search deep for it and i don't want to see it i just thought of it just now because yeah. just like if they're mocking it if it's social media time i mean fucking hell it's very early social media 2006 so i think maybe it got put up yeah. and it got taken down once they realized once investigators realized what was happening in it yeah yes yeah. yeah. 2006 is like it's myspace time yeah myspace time i really like to think of it as our space oh <laughs> Maria, we got to kill Cash. <laughs> Cash came in here and he said he's going to make that MySpace joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the police came around in their house and quickly discovered the body in the wheelie bin and arrested the murderers before they could go through with getting rid of any more evidence. They were allowed to stay in the same prison, the two women, mm. and remained there for a year before their trial. While there, Valerie gloated about the murder, so no remorse. And she kept talking about how hot it had made both of them. Cellmate, Ugh. her cellmate, Rochelle Van Ross, 
gave a statement to police saying that Valerie kept saying just kept saying it was so hot that they had to have a pish <laughs> Pesh is a it's a slang term for making a passionate makeout yeah oh so okay. they pashed all over the, the body come on love give us a pish come on be nice <laughs> creepy I'm starting to think that these aren't really gay women. They're just straight women who want to be gay because they think it's fun. Because they just talk about making out. At no point have they talked about having sex. Like they, they're just like, we just, I just like making out. Yeah. Yeah. They're really confused about a lot of things. A lot of things. So we insinuated this is right. Jessica had also told other, um, Inmates that she wished the violence had lasted longer. Dude. Yeah, she was really awful. At trial, which was a year after they were arrested. Long time. The women giggled and whispered to each other as the details of the death were disclosed. They pled guilty and were sentenced to a minimum of 24 years to life in prison. While David received only two years for being an accessory to the murder. Everybody should get more time. And they also should have been like, and also for being a pussy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, should have been David's punishment. Pussy. I mean, honestly, like, seriously, like, come on, fucking David. You fucking suck, man. You could, he could have saved her. He could have saved her. Multiple times. All he should have done when they, when they, when they were like, we're going to kill her. He should have been like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to the store. Go outside. Wait a block away. You see her. Be like, dude, you got to get out of here. Yeah. They're going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Go to a police officer. Take or take her with you or do, you know, do something. Go to the cops. Also, it's his house. Well, like his dad's it's house. It's your fucking house, you fucking bitch. He's such a little like, like pushover is what is happening here where he was just like, I don't want to get involved. Oh, dude. You're the reason, man. <laughs> You're the reason. <laughs> fucking hell. In 2007, a letter from Jessica was revealed to the press. In it, she talked about the crime and said she felt that, quote, as soon as it started, it, I wasn't me. And, quote, I have never felt that kind of lust for blood before. Something in me changed. She elaborated on that and said the feel of her blood sprayed all over me was almost as roman- was almost a romantic, animalistic lust. So, what do you mean almost, first of all? And then she finished by saying, I don't know when or how. All I know is something in me felt in place. Oh, my God. These people are so basic. So <laughs> they're basic. Just, they're, they're just so trying lame. so hard to be nouveau new riche and, you know, cool and hip. And it's just like, you can't even, I don't know when or how. But it's like. What are you talking about? I'm like, bitch, you shop at Claire's. Shut the fuck up. I hope when they go, when they go to hell, whatever iteration of hell there is, like everyone makes fun of them down there yeah. because they're so basic and not yeah. at all, not at all original in any sense of the world. Word. Well, yeah, they're gonna get down there and gonna be like met up with like uh, you know Rasputin and Rasputin, yeah, badass Rasputin, weird dude, yeah. Weird dude. There's a lot of weird things. but Very weird. But, you know, pr- practice what he preached. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then they're going to be these, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, goth, Claire shop and goth. Oh, the worst. And, and it's just going to be like, you know, 
It's you like guys her, are, don't belong here. Her and and Ezra Ezra McCandless comes to mind again. That stupid lady that like killed the guy in Colorado. Uh, it sucked. I love how you guys have just made the decision that hell is high school. It is. Well, that <laughs> I mean, makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's pretty close. God. Right? <laughs> Hi. In 2008, Jessica tried to appeal to the courts that her sentence was too harsh. She was unsuccessful. Yeah, it's like you fucking you talk the talk, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Now walk the walk. Yeah. Exactly. It's like all those Manson uh, women who were trying to be all cool and hip, and then now you see, oh, I forgot the name. One of them is like, just got out of prison. Now she's trying to get her parole. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and she's like, you know, it's just, it's really cumbersome on my life. And it's like, fuck you. Yeah, bitch, you killed people. Yeah, multiple you don't, people. You don't yeah. Because you thought it was fine. Six. In 2009, the women were finally separated. After an investigation by the Sunday Times verified that they were still in a relationship and they got to see each other all the goddamn time. Why the fuck? Even though the judge at the original sentencing was recommended that they be separated, which is obvious. Like, can you not recommend it? Can you fucking demand it? Dude? Well, like he can't like he did put it in, in the sentencing, but like he, the, the prison system isn't up to him. Ugh. After that, after so they were finally separated. And by the way, there's exists online an ent- like a, a a page of the minutes mm-hmm. in which like the congressmen are talk or whatever quote parliament the men of, like people of parliament right. are talking about um how like why they weren't separated at first and then how they're going to be separated now and at the end they start arguing with each other. I I it was so. <laughs> Did you get footage of it? No, it's it's a docket. It's a oh, it's a man. portion of the minutes. So let me f- pull those up. Here they are. Morfrain is the member of member for Fremantle, is the roadrunner in opposition, but he was deputy Drupalong in government. <laughs> I have never seen a man quicker in opposition and slower in government than the member of the Ferran Fremantle. It is an absolute joke. The member of Wombro <laughs> would be well advised. To keep the member of Fremantle out of his affairs. <laughs> I don't know what it means. And your mom too. Nobody knows what it means because the rest of the discussion <laughs> is about Jessica oh and Valerie God. being separated. And then this guy comes in. <laughs> Mr. C.C. Porter Mr. C. C. showed Porter. up that day. <laughs> he showed up that day. He said, I ain't going to talk about Fremantle. <laughs> Write in. Call in. Don't let him get away with this. You misled in the house. Deputy Drupalong is my favorite Deputy. insult I've ever heard. He was Deputy Drupalong <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> okay, okay. After they were separated, they used fellow inmate Catherine Burney to who is notorious for the Morehouse murders of Australia that she committed with her Oh, yeah, yeah. Common-law husband, David Burney. Catherine was caught with the letter that she was um, transporting from one of the women to the other. She was also caught with Jessica's journal. Another inmate would put it in their handwriting, so it was it wasn't obvious that it was Jessica's handwriting. And then Catherine would take that letter and take it to Valerie. 
very convoluted system to try to get away with still communicating with each other because they still thought they were madly in love. Well, at least Jessica did because when they were separated, Valerie was like, we should break up because we're never going to see each other again. (laughs) (laughs) And Jessica was like, okay, but then she regretted it and was like, I miss you. I miss you. I miss our bloodlust. Yep. I just love all these prisoners who have like killed so many people and now they're like running letters between two, you know, teenagers to each other. And it's just like, is this really what you want your life to be? It's is, almost like yes. they have too much time on their hands. Nothing to do. Is prison not high school, but with shivs? It's an institution. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes high school has shivs too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Shiv high. Now, so here are some excerpts from the letter. Now that you are gone and cannot breathe, it's anybody's guess where we will be in five or even 50 years from now. But one thing I do know, my heart is and will always be yours and yours alone. Do you speak to the moon? (laughs) I still speak to her nearly every night. Oh my god. The moon will carry your words to me if you ever want to send them. Near, far, wherever you are, I want you to know that my heart will go on. My heart is consumed with the regret of time lost and time never had. But as Oh my god. Is that actually in the letter? Yes. (laughs) But Oh my but, god. But <laughs> as either friends or lovers, my mind is my universe and all I see is you. Straight up. My mind us. is my <laughs> Straight up. Now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, uh, oh, are, oh. You, are you caught in a hit and run <laughs> with the devil? <laughs> you fucking bitches are basic. Basic ass hopes. I also love that they that she said, "Do you still talk to the moon?" Which is a clear American Tales <laughs> reference. So, just another way of showing that they're still children. <laughs> they both watched Fievel, Fievel <laughs> and his adventures in the American Tale. They both watched Fievel Goes West, the sequel. <laughs> oh my god! I like wow. to imagine they both like howl at the moon. From their cell. Oh! Yes. Yeah. Um, Everybody's like, shut the fuck up! But I'm oh, just oh. talking to the moon. Do you talk to the moon? <laughs> Get the shippy out of me. Yeah. God, I can just imagine that. Do you talk to the moon? Get out of my room, dude. <laughs> I know this is prison, but get out of here. But I can read your tarot. I will slice your, slice your throat. <laughs> <laughs> The letter also included drawings of women that she made and then splattered with real blood mm. and mentioned uh, in some other context that I wish we had mentioned Persephone and Hera, the Greek goddesses. Of course, of course, you have to if you're talking about the moon. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Finally, in 2010, Valerie was seeking a payout for the possible frontal lobe damage she had sustained in the 2004 car crash when we talked about earlier. Oh. No word on whether she got any of that money, but her abusive father said that she definitely should receive some compensation for it. 
he was like, she did a real bad thing that uh, the murder there, but she she deserves some compensation. If she can't get it in uh, uh, jail, I know someone that could receive it for her. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Look, my daughter's a dyke, and <laughs> I've had to come to terms with that. But she got real frontal lobe damage. It's <laughs> <laughs> Totina's pizza rolls don't pay for themselves. People at Totino's Pizza Rolls, send us free stuff. <laughs> yeah. After we just said that the most cowardly man in the world <laughs> loves Totino's Pizza Rolls. Re- rebrand. But you know what? So do heroes. <laughs> That's true. You know what? You can't win them all, Totino's. You know, sometimes you're, the people who like him are uh, amazing people. Sometimes they're uh, pieces of shit. So, yeah. you know. You gotta, you gotta catch them all. Yeah, yeah. He's gotta roll on. If only Tostino's Pizza Rose could grant you um, bravery, <laughs> this, this story would have turned out differently. That is the story of the murder of Stacy Mitchell hmm. by Jessica Stanislawski and Valerie Patashimki. Both pieces of shit. Yeah, I, I have a feeling, even though Stacy was probably annoying, that. She, the reason why they didn't like her was that she she clearly was somebody who was going to get out of her situation. Yeah, right. You know? Right. And they were just they were two pieces of crap that were never going to get out of their situations, and that 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 infuriated them. Yeah. They're also eighteen and nineteen, so there's and and they had very difficult childhoods, so they're still emotional. They're very much emotionally stunted. So the idea that they thought this was a good idea because of their weird obsession with vampires isn't it's it just it seems to be that it's a commonplace kind of thing that happens right except it normally doesn't go all the way to murder yeah but but these you know kids get this delusion of like this is real and or i can make this real you know mm-hmm. and this is how i make it real and then it has real consequences and they're stupid I don't know where I'm going with this. Kids are awful. Teenagers suck. Hell is high school. World's on fire. It's like, hey guys, you took some time. You joined us today. So we just want to say thanks. Thank you. Yeah. You know what? Go out and hug a stranger. Yeah. And wash your chest. Or don't. Wash your chest. Wash your chest. (laughs) How about that? Wash your, take a bath. (laughs) There we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you.